Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week we have a guest joining us, Cameron Talbot, with Oak Life, whose purpose is equipping orphanages to better care for children in need. He's part of an awesome ministry and gives us some ways that you can help as well. Before we start, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. They're an amazing math curriculum, and we believe they help homeschoolers smile. So go check them out over at teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, hey, everybody. Um, it's good to be back again. Uh, we have a special guest with us, and, j- and I'll introduce him in just a second. Um, this is like an international show. He's all the way from Mexico, uh, which he told me is just an hour time change, which is really disappointing. I thought it was going to be like a lot, <laughs> you know. Um, but, uh, you know, Ben, the the uh, topic of t- tonight's show, today's show, is something may- we've never talked about, um, but I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, for two reasons. One is that this is the power of the listener because uh, Tiffany Hannigan, uh, she wrote me, I don't know how many months ago, month, several months ago, and said, hey, I was a part of something and I think you would like to hear the story behind this whole organization um, uh, of Oak Life. And, uh, you know, I, I we talked a little bit and I was interested uh, so that's the one one of the reasons. And again, if you have something you'd like us to talk about, and you have some great ideas or somebody that we could interview, we'd love to hear about that. But the the second thing is, we're going to talk about uh, taking care of maybe not widows, but widows and orphans. We're going to talk about the orphans part. Um, you know, God really cares about orphans. Um, he says, "I will be a father to the fatherless." He doesn't say that about many things, you know, um, and that we have a uh, a huge, huge responsibility. I know that, uh, and I, I'm not trying to get ahead of the, the, the uh, show here, but I know lo- over the years, since I've you know kind of been in ministry, there have been lots of different, uh, uh, maybe popular things to do. Um, there was kind of like this wave of everybody had to adopt, you know, 12 Nigerian kid orphans, and, uh, or you had to, you had to, bring a bunch of uh you know uh kids who had no no parents into your life and i know there are a lot of heartache stories and parents who were like man they didn't tell me that it was going to be so hard and i can vividly remember uh talking to a homeschooling mom who said you know maybe there's a way that we can take care of widows and orphans that doesn't just mean we have to adopt children and, you know, I, I've kind of hung on to that for a long time because, you know, uh, and I, again, I don't want to get ahead, but I think tonight's conversation or today's conversation could, um, you know, put some legs to some of these thoughts that I've had for a while. Um, and we're talking with, again, Cam- Cameron Talbot. And I'll just start by Cameron. Thanks for being on this show tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, you can sure. tell us where in Mexico you are right this moment and maybe okay. about your family. All right, sure. Uh, yeah, well, again, my name is Cameron Talbot and I am currently located in Chapala, Mexico, uh, which is about 45 minutes from Guadalajara, if you know where that landmark is, one of the biggest cities in Mexico. Uh, but Ch- Chapala is sitting on the biggest lake in Mexico. So we get, uh, we have 75 degree weather every single day, all year round. 
uh, absolutely beautiful. But my family is not from here. My family is from Kentucky and Indiana area. Uh, we moved around a lot in that area. And uh, so that's where I grew up. Yeah. And I was, I was homeschooled from first grade on until I graduated high school. So. Nice. That's and awesome. you don't look like you have any major problems. <laughs> sure. <so>. No ticks. <laughs> no, no, got those all out right no before the show started. From it at all. <laughs> yeah. And how long so. have you lived down there uh, at this point? Yeah, I moved to Mexico in 2014, okay. right after I graduated college. Yeah, nice. so I've been here for almost eight years now. Wow. And so how did you get involved in what you're doing now and, and, and helping orphans? How, how did that all start? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, I knew that I wanted to move to Mexico when I was a teenager. Uh, I, was, I was talking to the Lord one day in my bedroom and uh, talking about miscellaneous things. And I just heard him very clearly say, you're going to be a missionary to Mexico. Uh, which struck, struck me as very odd because I had no uh, desire to go to Mexico at all. It didn't feel very adventurous or anything. Um, but the Lord really worked on my heart and moved me towards Mexico. And when I got to college, I ended up majoring in Spanish and Christian missions. Because those two, those two things seemed to fit into what he had said in my bedroom, right? Uh, and then when I graduated, I moved I moved immediately to Mexico with no real, no real uh, purpose, just trying to figure out what it was that he wanted me to do. Was it evangelism or be a pastor or something? I wasn't sure. Um, and so I was working as an English teacher, trying to find my place. And one night, again, I was sitting and talking with the Lord and a little frustrated. I'd been there for almost a year. And I said, Lord, I, I have a heart for so many things. I, I have a heart for people coming out of the sex trade. I have a heart for street children. And I had seen a lot of street children uh, moving to Mexico. I said, what do you want me to do? And, uh, and I heard the Lord again, very clearly. Uh, and you know, we don't always hear him very clearly. So when we do, you have to pay attention. <laughs> I heard him very clearly say, um, you choose what you want to do. And I will bless it, but you have to dedicate your whole life to it. So one thing, um, and I said, well, if I get to choose, I would, I want to, I want to work with children. And that began, that began my journey in orphan care, uh, and, the series of miracles, uh, too many stories to tell in one segment, but I ended up at an orphanage here in this town of Chapala, an orphanage called Love in Action Children's Home. Um, and it is here that I found my home. I found my wife. She was the caregiver for the girls, and I became the caregiver for the boys. Uh, and together we started started a, a little family, basically. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, maybe you could give us just kind of a maybe a picture of what that might look like, because you know, uh, for lots of us who are not in Mexico, we're in Main Street, America. You know, a, an orphanage, we kind of picture the musical Annie, uh, you know, and, and so, you know, we really don't have much to, to, to base that on. What, what does, you know, Love in Action Children's Home look like? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, when I was there, it was both boys and girls, first of all. 
Uh, it has since moved to just being an all girls home. And there's a lot of ins and outs about, uh, about the demographic that you're serving, how you go about choosing that. But one of the reasons we split off boys and girls was because our boys were becoming teenagers. Mm. A lot of the girls were becoming teenagers. And so it simply became prudent to separate them. Uh, we do have caregivers that uh, do shifts and we try to make them as consistent uh, as possible um, so that the children are able to form healthy attachments with the caregivers that work there. Um, but one of the things that makes the orphanage special that we work with and increasingly the orphanages in the area as, as our influence grows uh, is that this orphanage, is, or, orphanage uses trust-based relational intervention. And perhaps you have heard of that or your listeners have heard of that, uh, but it's a therapeutic model for working with children of trauma out of Texas Christian University. Uh, they've really spearheaded this learning how to be in really deep, close relationship with children who have experienced some very heavy things in life. Um, implementing that on our orphanages campus has revolutionized the way we work with children. Uh, it's, it's, it's all about grace, coming in relationship through, through the father, through healing. Uh, yeah. So that's what we use. At the so, so are your, are, are your kids, are they, how do, how do they end up there? Are they, are they really without parents? Are they parents right. who kind of just dumped them off or, or a mixture of all? Right. This is, this is a really big question right now. Uh, a lot of people are asking, uh, our orphanages in this area, most of the children do have parents. Um, very few of them are, are technical orphans or double orphans, as some people would say. Um, but the parents uh, have lost custody of their children, usually through very severe situations of, of abuse and neglect, a lot of drug use and physical and sexual abuse. And, and, yeah. and you said, so this is something where you were at this specific orphanage and then you've kind of moved into Oak Life or how does that look and how did that come about? Yeah, yeah, we're still very much a part of Oak Life. We still help out at Oak Life. Um, neither my wife or I are caregivers anymore. Uh, but when we got married, we began Oak Life because we saw a very, very important need in the orphan care community, not just here, but internationally, actually. One of the things that's been missing in orphan care is a, a structure that helps new people come in as caregivers to, to have the proper training uh, and to find the right placement at a good orphanage. Um, and this came about really because of my own story, traveling to Mexico by myself, wandering around, emailing orphanages, trying to figure out where I was going to land, uh, and then stepping onto an orphanage campus with no training whatsoever as a, as a recently graduated college dude. And now I'm a, like a father of five little boys. Um, we, so when you use the term orphan care, you're really yeah. kind of talking about how to be trained as someone who's going to work in in, a, in an orphanage or around, yes. uh, you know, orphans. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Our focus really is on orphanages um, because orphanages are are what our experience is in, and mostly they've gone without help. Right? There's a lot of resources being poured into adoption and foster care uh, at the moment, and fewer and fewer resources are being given to resources uh, uh, to orphanages. And so that's that's definitely where our heart is. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> what are so well, what are the, mate, oh, go, okay, ahead. go ahead Ben. no i was just gonna say so what are the different aspects of what you guys do and you know kind of the overall ministry then what what's the you know yeah the main focus points? Yeah, okay so what is oak life so oak life is oak life is a training facility uh our mission is to educate and empower orphanage directors and caregivers uh, and so we've developed um we've we've developed a series of courses uh that are taken over a period of three months that train people on how to work effectively, not only uh, with children of trauma, but also internationally and within the orphanage structure, right? Uh, so we've developed courses on orphanage administration, sustainable missions. We go into spiritual formation, seeing God as the father of orphans, as you mentioned before. And then of course, one of our primary courses being uh, trust-based relational intervention, how to work with children of trauma. Yeah, so our, our home here, we have a campus that is a training facility where people can come, learn, and find their place uh, in an orphanage. Well, you know, again, maybe, maybe because just the, the, the term orphanage, uh, you know, has kind of gotten a bad rap, uh, yes. maybe in our, in our mindset. Maybe it's because of, you know, uh, Charles Dickens and Oliver Twist and all those places, yes. you know, and and Annie and all those other places yes. where there's a Mrs. Hannigan. It's very negative. Sorry. Yeah, you know, it, it is. And yeah. so they, they almost have kind of, and I can think of other movies where you know where there's this you know mean warden who uh, <laughs> you know newsies or whatever. Yeah, I can probably ago. think of a whole bunch of shows. <laughs> um, but you know, I think in our heads sometimes we say. Well, isn't it just better just to find them permanent families? Right. Maybe oh you goodness. could talk to us about that because <laughs> really, like I like I even began, I see the the value. I mean, not just value, the mandate's pretty clear. We're supposed to take care of orphans. Yes. Um, and I know again, I've talked to parents who are like, I, I don't know, you know, my wife wants to adopt somebody and I'm not sure. And whether it leaves them almost like they have no other options to help take care of an orphan except to adopt somebody. Yeah. I, I like what you're saying you're doing. Uh, it, do you have to, what are some of the advantages maybe of having kids live in a place like you guys are a yeah. part of? Wow, that is that is a, a question to unpack, man. Uh, and I've, Go ahead, try it. <laughs> I will do my best as quickly okay. as possible. Uh, I've actually written several articles on this issue because because there's a lot of discussion about it uh, uh, right now. Right now, there's a lot of focus on foster care and adoption, like I said before, and those are two really excellent uh, options of alternative care. Um, the reason it is foolish to assume that they could be the only two options is because the, of the sheer amount of children that need support. Mm. Um, and that is not going to be fixed. One of the proponents, the, what the proponents like to say of, of this, this type of thinking is that if we could just have enough social services, all of the, the families that are in poverty uh, uh, could rise up out of poverty and take care of their children. And this would bring millions of children out of the system. Uh, that's a beautiful, beautiful vision. Um, and it's going to take a very, very long time to implement that around the world. And in the meantime, orphanages are 
the front runner, the, the first people to, t uh, to take care of children that have been abandoned um, and children that are being abused and neglected. It's, it's not just an issue of poverty. Uh, so this, the dialogue that's going on about orphanages right now has to change uh, because there is, there are bad orphanages. There are very bad orphanages in the world that are abusing children and, and we make absolutely no excuses for them. However, we believe that with proper training, good orphanages can provide loving, safe environments for children uh, that help them grow to their full potential. And no, it's not as ideal as a two-parent loving home, uh, but when you're talking about the hundreds of millions of children that need a home now, this is an excellent option. Mm. Excellent option. And how does that well, look? again... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Ben. No, you're I'm good. Just... How does that look then, you know, for the mom who's listening from, you know, in Oklahoma or Indiana or Kentucky or Florida or whatever? How can they, you know, I mean, maybe they would, you know, move down there or, or whatever, but what's the, what are the other ways that they can help? Uh, what would you say to the, the moms listening? Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, uh, to your praying listeners, we notice when people are praying for us um, and this vision that we have that we're currently unpacking is not a small thing. Uh, and so the more people that are praying, the more, the better. The Holy Spirit we know is the one that's guiding this. And this is his vision at the end of the day. Uh, so please be in prayer for Oak Life. Um, the second thing is we are setting up scholarship funds for students that are, have a calling to walk into orphan care internationally, but don't have the funds to get trained. Um, and so if the Lord impresses on someone's heart to, to give financially towards a student who would like to be trained, uh, you can visit our website uh, at oak-life.org, uh, and they can find all of the information there. Um, and then obviously the big one, the bread and butter of this is if you know a young person who has a heart for orphan care or it's talked about it, wanting to go into uh, working at an orphanage or helping children in need, uh, send them our way. Uh, we have a semester coming up this fall um, where they will be equipped and made ready to work in orphanages internationally. Hmm. I had a question, again, actually, kind of switch gear real quick. Do you, you know, yeah. you mentioned you were homeschooled. Do you feel like homeschooling yeah. has in any way equipped you for what you've done? Or do you feel like there oh, yeah. was anything? I mean, can we maybe speak to how homeschooling has helped you through all of this? Yeah. Or yeah, maybe absolutely. it didn't. <laughs> but. Oh, it did. It absolutely did. You know, I, I, I grew up in a family that was so full of faith and so focused on missions, international missions. Um, child sponsorship, these kinds of things, and and it was those seeds that my that my parents and um, put inside of me that grew into hearing the Holy Spirit for these things and for these children. Um, and this is not unique to me. I've noticed that this is something that all most a lot of my friends had as we were growing up in uh, in the homeschool community, right? And so now it's a lot of those friends that I grew up with that are actually helping us now that I get to call upon my homeschool friends, because there's something unique right now in the homeschool community that is so missions focused uh, um, and adoption focused and helping the widow and orphan. And that's beautiful. Nice. Again, I mean, I, I feel like I could just come up with other questions because I, I just see, I, I guess, such a great need and not just a great need, but it kind of solves again, that dilemma in a lot of parents listening. Um, because, you know, it's not always safe to 
um, bring a troubled child into yeah. a home. That's true. Where again, I just had I've heard so many stories of parents like, oh, now you know, now my very own children are suffering these things, this trauma yes. that they That's brought a reality. in. Mm-hmm. And and I just think, what an amazing way that that they can be involved in still doing a mandate from God. Yeah. Um, and so. So maybe some practical things. So a mom and a dad together, they're like, yeah, you know, I know we're supposed to help orphans. I know we are. Yeah. God says to no way around that. So they can come to your site and there are some, yeah. there are some different, different options right off the bat. Right. I see Absolutely. that you have a uh, e-magazine kind of thing that you, that, so yes. they can read about stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we started that magazine last year. It is written for orphanages. So in addition to the things I've already mentioned, if you just go on a missions trip to an orphanage, uh, take take those resources with you. We, we wrote uh, a virtual magazine called the Oak Life Journal. We have a team of writers that have incredible experience in orphan care, and they write on best care practices, uh, how to work with troubled children, and it's all directed towards caregivers. So you can go, you can read that for yourself. Uh, also, if you are a a parent that's considering adoption or fostering, you can go and find a lot of resources there uh, that will help you as well. Mm-hmm. And so you, you mentioned about pray, uh, they can pray for you. Are there things that they can see specific things that they can pray for? Yeah, yeah, pray for students. Uh, you know, we, we have been wanting to bring in international students for a couple of years now. Uh, it became unrealistic to begin an international school in 2020. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we've done a lot of local work. Be praying that this goes international, that people who have an international calling come. That's that's who we are, my wife and I, that's who we're praying for as well right now. So you would like to have like a Nigerian orphanage leaders come and get training and Russian orphanages and and New York City orphanage leaders to come and get training as well. Anyone who has a heart or a call who is who is in already or wants to go into orphan care should go through the training that we have. And we're working on putting it online as well. And we're hoping that that will help with that international piece. But please be in prayer that we're able to push those boundaries. Mm-hmm. This is probably a pretty so, pathetic question, uh, but like, <laughs> I don't honestly know this and I should, but like, it, it, are there orphanages in almost every city or town i mean i I don't know of one in warsaw off the top of my head but i'm sure there there's something nearby but i mean what yeah i guess what's the coverage i mean how many are there in you know in the u.s even do you know oh man in the u.s it's a little bit harder to it's 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 a difficult count uh and there are few there are not very many orphanages in the u.s because it became uh financially impractical to run an orphanage in the u.s with all of the um uh structure and policies and laws. Mm -hmm. Um, The US and Western Europe have mostly switched to foster care. So they just go straight uh, into the foster system then usually? Yes, they go straight into the foster foster care system. Yes. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And then the rest of the world still uses orphanages. Okay, that makes sense. (coughs) Sorry. And so uh, I assume you have a a place on your website where if they want to give, they can give. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you go onto our website, it's big and green. It says give. Absolutely. That's right. right. And then, you know, lastly, say, you know, someone's just listening. They don't have any connection to any other group and they just like to come and visit and see what you're 
places like and see what it can they come and can they could is there anything they could do to help yeah short absolutely. term short term we are we are running short-term mission teams in the summer and if you want to put together a short-term team get in touch with us we would love it that we uh short-term teams that come down we put them to work at the orphanage doing work projects uh and uh, and uh interacting with the kids in a healthy friendship way uh and getting stuff done so yes absolutely come down yep and if there was a mom who, let's say they had, she might have a kid who might be interested in this, has been feeling some of that calling, do you have a way of contacting you directly uh, that they could, you know, if they had some questions maybe or anything like that, just go to the website or do you have an email address, anything like that? Yes. Either way, you can go to the website and there's lots of places to find out more information or email us and those will those will go directly to us. Um, and if you just want to email me directly, my email is uh, Cameron T. Talbot at gmail.com. Cool. Awesome. Well, okay. I think that's pretty good. Dad, you maybe want to draw us to a close and we'll call it a. Yeah, well, maybe it. just maybe a last thought, Cameron, you know, just to the yes, to the mom or dad. I can remember, you know, being a part of, I was a pastor for about 10 years and I can remember one time being on a, on a, in a board meeting and we had a special need that came up and, and, and we were just talking about it and, and someone said, I mean, a godly man who was very conservative and, you know, he, he was wise, but he'd say, you know, I'm just not sure uh, I feel led to give that to give to this at this time. And, you know, my thinking at the time was, you know, Jesus or God said, if you see your brother in your need in need and you don't help, how can the love of God be in you? And I'm like, why do we have to wait? for you know or how can we even defend saying well i don't feel like i need to take care of this person or because yeah. i'm not sure god would have us do that you know but what about the mom who's just like you know i just don't have you know maybe i, I got enough kids of my own i just can't worry about all everybody but there is still that mandate that god said this is the pure religion that he that he accepts you know taking yeah. care of the widows and the orphans and remaining unstained right. and um right. you know so how can a mom i guess i don't know maybe maybe advice that you would give just to tune her heart or a dad to tune his heart to doing what god would have him do because i know even for me here i'm listening you know and i and i'm i'm my you know my conscience is plucked and i'm thinking i gotta i should do something but it doesn't take very long, you know, before we, ha after we hang up, before I'm like, yeah, we interviewed this guy. I can't remember what he, what his name was or where, what he did, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then I'm on to the next thing. Um, what might we pray, I guess, as we go to bed tonight, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think um, in, in relation to what you're saying, one of the things that, that the Lord has really placed on my heart regarding this issue um, is that the children that we're caring for and the children that orphanages are caring for, they're not, they're not somebody else's problem. Um, they're, they're part of our world and they, especially in the Christian world, they're a part of our calling, uh, no matter who you are. There is a responsibility to take care of the widow and the orphan, the Lord, has mandated us as his hands and feet to be the moms and dads uh, to the kids that don't have any. Um, and 
like you said, that might not mean you need to go and adopt 50 children, but you need to be in prayer. Uh, and so if that's you tonight and you're laying in your bed and you want to do something uh, to fulfill that mandate, then I would ask you to pray specifically for, I'll give you something very specific to pray for. The, we have two orphanages in this area um, that are currently working very hard to increase their understanding of how to work with children of trauma. Uh, one is Love in Action Children's Home and the caregivers there are, they're tired. <laughs> they're always tired. They need energy uh, and they need guidance from the Holy Spirit. Be in prayer for them. Be in prayer for Love in Action Children's Home. And then the second one uh, is, called, uh, is called Treasure House. Um, and they are a home for, um, for girls, uh, and be in prayer for them as well, because the Lord has been on their hearts to get more training as well and to care for their children well. These two orphanages are incredible, and they deserve to be lifted up in prayer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, Cameron, thanks for joining us. Um, I would just encourage all the parents maybe to check out oaklife.org, which is oak, and then it has a... Uh, Hyphen, not an underscore, <laughs> a <laughs> dash, a dash. So oak-life.org. Oak and, uh, and just kind of, you know, look around there and see what God might have you do yeah, and pray for great. those things. That's but great. Uh, thanks for taking some time to be on our show. Thanks for hey, encouraging us in, in some uh, in amazing ways. Thanks for looking, being normal after being homeschooled. That always helps. <laughs> no problem, man. Yeah, and it was great to be here. You know, you're very, you're, you're infamous in my home. Uh, my parents were, were flipping out that I was going to be on Todd Wilson's <laughs> show. You know, your, your cartoons got us through many homeschool years. So, That's awesome. yeah. so thank you well, for that. Uh, <laughs> dad's for getting to the age now where you can say, I grew up. Making me feel old. <laughs> say, yeah, my no grandparents problem. used to talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day. Is, is he still alive? Yeah, no. so oh, hey, man. thanks for doing what you do. Uh, maybe we'll check in again later and see Absolutely. how things are going. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Again, if you feel led by the Lord, please visit oak-life.org and check out some of the ways you can help this amazing ministry. Also, thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring Smiling Homeschooler. You can check out a free trial of their great math curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.